Welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. It is noon on a Wednesday. Yes, lunch hour. Lunch hour. And uh, start off, I'm Michael. I'm Eric. And we need to be honest, this is not live today. Not live. Not even at all. No. Not even close. No, somebody has to go party and have vacation with their with their family. Yeah, we're actually recording this the day before, so it's Tuesday. Um, but we're showing you on a Wednesday, so how cool is that? It's very cool. Cool technology. Very cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Man. It's about time. I, I mean, full disclosure, I have been horrible railed on constantly horrible. since I got here about vacations because I am really bad about taking a vacation. And I was actually talking to one of our volunteers yesterday and uh, we were talking. She's helping lead worship this Sunday. And and she says, you know, come to think of it. Pastor Michael, I don't think since I've been going to this church that you've ever taken a vacation that I remember. I'm like, that's not really a good sign that yeah. they notice that I'm never gone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always here. So, no, seriously, if you show up next week, we're going to blow up your car. You heard it. If yes. my car blows up, this is the, yes. the threat is real. So, talking to your wife, keep him away. Yeah, I will be away. I, I plan on doing some fishing. And I don't mean the blue car that you're trying to sell. That, hey, man, if you want that car, please take it off my hands. <laughs> we I, should just blow that one up. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you know what? Actually, you know how they they do the some of the schools do that senior thing where they bring a car yeah, and you car bash. Beat, yeah, I might have to do that if I've I done, if I've I can't get nine. rid of it. Let's do it. I've done nine. If I can't get rid of it, that's what we're gonna have to do with the youth group. <laughs> um, no, so uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing a lot of fishing. Uh, I'm gonna be playing some disc golf, and then uh, the rest of the time just be with my wife and kids. So it'll be good. So you said a, okay. So you said a lot of. Uh, time fishing and some disc golf and then whatever's left is with your wife and kids so and to see, me to me that translates they get like maybe a lunch <laughs> no <laughs> well maybe the little one maybe <laughs> yeah okay. oh man <laughs> she's a pistol <laughs> we've talked about that on the show i don't need to rehash that some of you already know how pistol like my uh youngest one is but hey we have a great show for you today though we are going to be talking about finances everybody money. loves talking money, about money, money money uh this is not a dave ramsey show this is not uh we're not talking about finances and like financial advice and we se. can't even tell you how to earn more money so well if you're elon musk you just buy twitter just buy just buy anything <laughs> dude I mean, that guy has so much money let's just buy the planet all right well we'll be back in just a second with more of the morning burrito podcast at noon All right, welcome That's in. True. I was just telling him I'm going to be slap happy for this entire show because we have a dinosaur. <laughs> it, it's not a dinosaur. It looks like a dinosaur, dude. I am so excited. So it's like we went retro in technology. So we've had I don't know what you were thinking. So one of the one of the banes of any worship pastor's existence is the projector. Oh yeah. I mean, for literally years and years and years now, projectors have have just driven worship pastors and tech guys nuts in churches so like like we hope we have these movable things up on the screen but we can't see it the backgrounds are so pretty yeah. and and well yes beautiful we can't see it. well i know but you see it on the like pro- the computer that projects the image. we should we just hang around the tech booth yeah and been cheaper <laughs> yeah right um and uh and so since i've been here we've had two projectors up until now um the original one um which the lens failed i don't know what 
two years ago ish now. And uh, so we bought another projector, and we actually bought like four of these, <laughs> the same projector. We bought like three or four a good of sale. them. Um, Amazon, man, it's great. And uh, the projector, I mean, it, it does what it's supposed to do, but the problem is it's not meant for the space that we use it in. And so while it still works, it doesn't really work for what we need it for. And uh, it's, been, it's been rough. So we, we spent some money and we bought a brand new projector, which is going to be going up hopefully today. If not today, it'll be up for next Sunday. Um, but uh, it's a laser projector. This is a new, newer technology. So it's going to be like dance club? No. Uh, but it uses the same, same sort of technology as a laser pointer. So, I mean, it's super bright and it's just going to be beautiful and... I'm excited about it. Yeah, but my laser pointer is like smaller than my pinky, and the projector is like bigger than this desk. I was just gonna say you're gonna call it a monster it or is. a dinosaur again. It is. No, it is. It is a big projector. I think it's like 25 pounds, 22 pounds, something like that. Um, they lost our first one. Can you believe that? Like, how does the postal service lose a projector well, that large? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It was. I mean, po- it was postal service. It was postal yeah, service. So when I when I when I called the company, I was like, hey. uh... Dude, I paid for expedited shipping. It's not here. Like, this is the time when it was supposed to arrive for original shipping. Like, where where is it? Oh, well, we checked with the Postal Service. They don't have it. It's It's gone. In other words, it's, it's in somebody's basement right now. Dude, it's a multi-thousand dollar projector. Where'd it go? Are you kidding? Like, how do you lose that? Like, I should have Fragile on the, uh, on the side of the box. Right, exactly. It's like a Christmas story. Like, exactly. It's a little swisher. Um, but anyway, so we got it, and it is it is big. I mean, the thing's like it's huge. I mean, it's the the other one was like this big. <laughs> this one's that big. Well, we'll see if it works. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's supposed to cut through all lighting situations. So uh, not that you care about any of this. But I'm excited, so that's what matters. All right, it's all about you. Okay, and speaking of technology, I mentioned it in our open, but Elon Musk, man, he bought Twitter. How cool is that? I know. I just looked at what he, what he's, his net worth is. It's two hundred and sixty four billion. Richest man in in the I world. Can't believe that. Two hundred and sixty four billion. Um, yeah. If I just had ten bucks, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take just point six. It's two four two sixty four point six. Yeah. Point I'll take six. the point six billion. Point six. I would just be happy with ten percent of that. <laughs> that'd be a lot. I of money. What that would be? What would that be? Anyway, a lot. A lot. I, I, I can't even think. I mean, it's like if it's it'd be twenty six point point million, twenty six point five million yeah. or billion, twenty six point five billion. Still in the billions. I'll take that. <laughs> can you imagine what kind of church? What, what kind of projector can you buy with that? I'll take one percent. How about that? Yeah, I just want to be his friend. Two two point six billion. I'll I'll take two point six billion. That'd be, that'd be fine. If you would just. <laughs> If you would just pay off the $220,000 that we have in debt on this building, that would be great. Hey, Elon, if you're listening. Please help us. 220000 I mean, it's not even like, obviously, it's it's a drop in the bucket for it, you, buddy. It would, it would free up our our budget. Actually, actually, let's, let's be real. If you just build us a new building, it's still like a fraction of what you have. Just, right. just, just help us to build a brand new building that has a gym and a youth room and a kid's room and great. a senior center and... You Something know. that has great internet would if you, be awesome. If, if you've ever seen the movie um, The Preacher's Wife, yeah, we need that kind of church that the one guy tries to sell the, to the pastor. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> has a senior center and the gym and all that. Like, that's what we need. Just an indoor playground would be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Elon Musk, we're calling on you to do this. $264 billion. This is a much more fun show already. All right. I'm so enjoying this. Here you go. So here we go. We're going into finances. Elon Musk was actually a good starting spot. Yep. Take us away. 
finances. Where do you want it? Where do you want to go? You're you're the one that. So I came up with last week's topic, and everybody knows that. So you came up with a finances topic. Take us away. Where, oh, where are we going? Where are we going great. today? So so basically, uh, we are we're not doing the Dave Ramsey like show or plugging that or anything, but that would be a really good place if you're looking for just online help. Yes, check that out because. Um, it is foundational. Um, a lot, a lot of the things that he talks about, maybe I don't, I don't agree with. Um, but it's not uh, even not agreeing with. Some of it's just hard to put into it, practice. It, it is hard, but I've done it. Uh, my family has done it. We followed the Ramsey plan. Still follow the Ramsey plan, but it's more of our version of the Ramsey plan. So uh, it's, it's the Fritz it plan. What what works for us? But it got us out of debt. Um, it got us out of um, pretty major debt. Um, the debt snowball. Um, I think we need to talk about that a little bit because uh, the snowball. It doesn't take much to get you into a uh, a rolling debt. Um, um, I mean, we got down to the point where we were <laughs> borrowing money from our kids to uh, actually buy food. So, um, so debt is not fun. I mean, I understand that from from a perspective of being uh, upside down quite a bit, actually. So, um, but anyway, so I think today it's about how are we spending money and where do we spend money and what's the priority of money. Mm. Um, so where, when, and or or where how and in the priority um why is the why is the culture of church different do you think than it is um outside the church i mean it's it's the same people when it comes to money yeah when it comes to money because there is a difference so I, i think there's two things at play number one there's an independency that happens outside of the church i mean it happens in the church too but it's Western culture primarily. This this idea of we're independent and we're, we're we rely on ourselves, and you know it's the whole the whole phrase of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know you've earned the money, you've earned your income, so on and so forth. Um, you don't actually see that in other countries. Um, that is a pretty much a Western phenomenon. Um, if you go to Africa, third world Africa, they don't talk like that. They don't think like that. There's a dependence on each other. There's dependence on God, particularly with believers in in Western countries. Um, But I think the other thing at play is that uh, there's a selfishness that we as human beings deal with, that when you're in the church, hopefully, if you're following Jesus, that should be diminished quite a bit, your, your, your selfishness. And so... Um, you know, our culture is not worried about what God thinks of how we spend our money. So it's get mine, get what I want, you know, satisfy my, my cravings, desires, so on and so forth. So I'd say those are the two big things that I see that are yeah. at play. So it's so like the selfish thing is, is, is huge because nobody ever wants to be told that they're being selfish. Never. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, we don't like that. Um, even, uh, I was reminded this last, I don't know, week or so of, um, a trip that I took to Haiti and we were taking our students through the marketplace, and uh, the market happens like once. Uh, I think it's I think it's twice a week. Um, we had already walked through the market and didn't even know it because it was like nothing was there. I mean, it was just you just walked down these dirt trails all over Haiti, and we didn't know we walked through the market because um, there's no supermarket, there's no sign, right? There's no directions, there's no building. Um, it's just a set of trees, and and we didn't know. Well. On market day, um, everybody came out of the out of the bushes and are bringing their cattle. They're bringing their goats. They're bringing you know their chickens. They're bringing you know whatever crop maybe they've been harvesting, and and they're walking past this little place that we were camped out at, and um, 
it was just amazing because they they didn't have any rush they didn't have any fear they didn't really have any uh i don't know depressed look on their face they weren't you know worried about themselves they were just going to market and uh we were told that if we're going to market we need to stay together as a group and uh and so we did that but as we're walking through the market it was culture shock for for one because i mean there's a lot of like in their culture a lot of them are they're just naked and you know for us that that's kind of in itself especially with students was a little little eye-opening um but we walked past the uh the guy who was selling beef and he was selling it by um the knife like however much ever you want uh, not even by pound it's just how much do you want and what they did is they slaughtered this cow right there in the trail and it is just a huge pool of blood and this guy is sitting there in the on the ground in the blood with his knife and uh waiting for people to come by and give them give him whatever or trade barter whatever and um Oh man, it was gross. I mean, it was it was a harvested. Uh, basically, it was just like yeah, you go and you gut an animal, and it's just like there's the pile of that, and and they're they're going <laughs> they're going through the entire inside of this this cow, and that was so mind blowing to me because this guy here was the richest man in the community. Um, he was their Elon Musk, and you would never know it because he's actually sitting where he's sitting and he's selling what he's selling. Uh, but that that cow for him represented uh, livelihood that would take care of his family for like a year, and it was the one day that year that he sold that, and and to hear the story of what what happened, uh, what happens in that guy's life, um, if he doesn't sell all of that, then they then they are they're they're broke. Um, he has one one cow. It's not like he can put it in a freezer. One cow. Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's nothing. And, and I go back to that because I'm constantly reminded about, um, okay, I'm, I'm selfish. I have a freezer, right? And I have, I have things that are, are up and in storage for when we want to pull it out. And especially when it comes to, you know, salsa and, and chips and, you know, and, and everything. But, um, but I'm just reminded about the selfish. Nobody wants to be told you're selfish. And, um, I think back to that guy, that guy came to the church that we built and, um, Man, he's just a nice guy. Um, couldn't understand a word he was saying, but you could tell by his attitude. And and the pastor there was saying that he had the the biggest heart of compassion for people, and he gave um, he he gave away most of his things. And and what a lesson! You get one cow, you sell that a year. That's what you live on, and yet you give so freely, you give away. So so I want to be like that guy. I don't really want to like butcher the cow the way he did, but. But I want to be that guy with that heart. Um, I don't want to be on the selfish side. So, so but what I do see though is is the selfishness of of people come to church. They have the attitude of the church wants their money, um, and then we live life and go, well, uh, we don't, can't really afford that because we're doing all these other things. So I don't know what what's your what's your thought on uh, on the whole give your money to the church thing uh, as we get kind of into this because that's kind of a big deal. Uh, give your money to the church versus living for yourself. I think I think a lot of people, I mean I know a lot of people who <clears throat> have told me as a pastor but even before I was a pastor have said things like, well, the church doesn't need my money. Um there's always almost always an assumption that there's some rich benefactor feeding money into the church or uh the the like the money just appears in the church coffers somehow yeah. like 
I don't I don't know where people actually get this idea. I remember talking to the teens when I first got here um, and we were talking. We, we did a series on on finances and uh, people are like, why are you talking to students about finances? Because if I don't talk to them about it, their parents may never mention finances to them. It's you know, somebody's got to tell them. But we were talking about that, and there were a couple students who could not believe that their tithe actually paid my salary. Right. Like. The reason I'm here, the reason that I have a job is because your family tithes and you tithe and other people tithe. But what if I don't? Then I don't have money. <laughs> like You're not paying mine or Pastor Eric or Valerie who, who does our cleaning or Gabe who works in the office who you guys know. Um, you know, all of us, we, we, we are paid through the tithe. Um, our mortgage for our church is paid through the tithe. Our lights, uh, all of the equipment that makes the podcast happen, makes Sunday mornings happen. All of that stuff is through tithe. It's, it doesn't come from nowhere. It's not some rich guy or a rich gal who just, you know, it's not Elon Musk coming in and giving us money. Like that's not how it works. Um, but to touch on the point you made earlier, the selfish part, when it comes to the church, I think, I think there's this idea that the church there, I've heard Christians speak to, there's a, there's a line, I don't remember exactly where the reference is in the scripture, but it says somewhere that the church will survive or the church will thrive or live on, or, you know, we can't kill the church, whatever. I forget what the wording is, but I know that there's a scripture that's. You did a whole big circle there. So it's in there. It's, it's in there somewhere. Um, but I've heard somebody quote that scripture and say, my tithe is not going to kill the church. And this is back before I was really a mature Christian, didn't know how to respond to that. But if I had somebody say that to me today or now, I would say that's a very selfish attitude. Like, it's not about whether the church survives with or without your money. You're missing out on a blessing that God is going to have for you to bless somebody else. Because um, it is a blessing. I mean, we we get something out of giving to others. We, yep. we When we are compassionate... There is a blessing in that. Now, there are a lot of prosperity teachers that you can watch online or on TV or whatever that'll tell you, you know, if you give, you know, X amount of dollars, then God's going to richly bless your life. And they, they're always vague about that. They never say you're going to be like financially wealthy or any of that kind of stuff. But they'll say you're going to be you're going to be successful. And da da da. you know, they use these these very broad strokes terms that make you think that, you know, giving money is going to make you successful financially. That's not what the Bible says those blessings aren't necessarily financial. Sometimes though they are, I suppose, but that's, they're not tied to each other. It's not like right. if you give 10 bucks, you're going to get a hundred back. It's not, that's not how it works. It's right. not an investment that way. Right. It'd be nice if it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think people, I think there's another thing that we haven't even mentioned yet. I think there's some fear that, um, there is a distrust, especially in Western culture, of the institution of the church. Mm -hmm. And there's something that you, you say often, um, you know, you said it actually on, on our live stream on Sunday morning, as we were getting the service started, there's no greater institution than the church. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people agree with that and, and look at that. And that that includes a lot of Christians who go to church. Mm -hmm. I don't think they trust the institution of the church because we've seen scandals happen like the Catholic church scandal and, you know, this church or that church who have done things or, you know, you see the Westboro Baptist church or whatever. I mean, there's just lots of bad examples of how the church has operated and done things. Um, the crusades, whatever. I mean, you could go all the way back to the beginning of the, the founding of the church, but it is the greatest institution. And, um, the reality is, 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 as much as you and I hate the fact that this is true, we need money to function. 
in the culture in which we live um, as a church. We cannot function without finances. It's not possible. And those of you who may be listening or watching who are of the, the opinion you don't trust the church, you know, are they going to use my money improperly? Um, I can tell you about our church. We have levels of of checks and balances when it comes right. to our finances. Right. But, you know, it, it's not even about it's not about do you trust um, because of the whole thing with with scriptural tithing, biblical tithing and, and giving um, out of Matthew chapter six is is a, you, it's hands off. So if you're loving the Lord, you're you're following the Lord's command um, and in uh, the Lord's teaching. And there is the human trust factor that they're going to, the church is going to use the funds appropriately. That's not on the giver. Right. That is not on the giver. Right. Your job is to prioritize your your cash and to uh, storehouse tithe, which uh, Jesus talks about in, in Matthew and, and being able to go and go. You you shop there, you pay your bill there, you worship there, you pay your bill there. Right. Um, you 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 do that and trust that it's going you know, to be gone the way it's supposed to go. So have you ever have you ever had people in your church? We don't have to be specific here, but that have come to you in, in their their what we would consider regular attenders of the church, but they do not tithe. Oh, yeah. But they will make the argument that well i give 10 percent or three percent plus three percent plus three percent plus one percent to these different charity or you know world vision or whatever right. compassion international and so they don't tie to the church what's your response to that because i mean there are a lot of people who are very charitable outside of the church and they feel like uh that's their tie that they're right. they're giving to these charities and so they're giving to the needy they're giving to the poor as the as matthew says yeah uh my first response is is uh, read your bible <laughs> um <laughs> Simple. <laughs> yeah, because that's not storehouse tithing. That's a, that's an offering, and there's a difference in Scripture between offering and tithe. Tithe is a weird word. And it, it is tithe. Tithe means a tenth, tenth of first, uh, the first tenth, the first fruits, the first of the best, um, the best of the best. Um, so so it's a it's a it's a number that is used to say here's here's all the Lord wants. Um, he's giving you ninety percent. You got ten, uh, or yeah, you got ninety. He's got ten. Uh, give him the best, right? In Scripture, he's always talking about go get the best, you know, calf. Go get the fatted calf. Go get the best, you know, lamb. Get the unblemished, you know, uh, lamb. And, and and so you give the best. I mean, he does it all through Scripture with burnt offerings. Even it's just you give you give the best that you have. So, um, so that's where we get that from. But, um, but yeah, you got to read your Bible because you you need to be part of a church. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a few weeks. Actually, in in our church, is the uh, whole reason of. Uh, do not forget to meet together, right? Um, there's a whole teaching in that, but part of giving, not giving up meeting together is also, hey, don't forget about the priority of your cash. So, um, so yeah, read your Bible because all those other things are good. I mean, all those other ministries are, are great above and beyond, um, you know, what you're giving to the Lord. Um, and now people, uh, they always come back at you and they go, well, don't you think the Lord can still use that? Well, yeah, the Lord is using those ministries. That's why they're ministries and they're touching people's lives and they need people like you to give you know, toward that, but you also have a family that you have to invest in. Um, well, and, and, and here's, here's the truth. And this is, this is hard for people to accept that tie, that 10th number is only the start. That's yeah, the, that's the not, minimum. That's not, that's not a, that's not a, um, that's not the, like the ceiling. That's the floor. Yeah. So, okay. So, so there's, there's kind of the church's view. 
um, on the on the whole money thing. So uh, you're gonna have to wrestle with that. Uh, with what do you do? But here's why I start with that today is because when you make a budget, um, if tithing is not the top of your budget, um, it's not going to make it at the bottom of your budget. Um, everybody thinks that that if I have money left over, and I don't know, maybe you have people tell you this, I have it said quite often, it's like, well, if, if we say anything left this month, well, it's because you got your priority upside down. It's you got you got to you got to shift it. And uh, so, you know, by you saying, hey, 10th is the start. It really is the start. Um, uh, what's first in your life? Christ. Um, what's he what's he say you're supposed to put put first? Christ have no other, you know, what God before us. Um, well, and Jesus also says where your treasure is, where your heart is. Yeah. Matthew six. Uh, so. If if your treasure comes ahead of the tithe, that means you're putting your treasure ahead right. of Christ. Yeah, I know that's hard to hear it because again, but you know, there's always that but. But I only make so much money, and I've got the mortgage and the bills and the kids and the car and the thing broke down. You know, my kid plays sports, and I got to buy bats and cleats and you know right. the gloves. And, and, and we got to be we got to be on the road. You know, we're paying four fifty a gallon for fuel and. I don't know. We just don't have money to well, get. We, we've got our camping trip that we take every year that we got to make sure we have enough money for. And, you know, and my, and my right. in-laws are coming. And look, all those things are important. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they're not more important than Christ. And and, and you're going to see the ble- this is the that's the blessing of, of keeping your finances in the priority that God has is because all of that list is called the blessing. Um, and if you want to live in the blessing. You'll be amazed. Now, are you going to be able to do everything? I believe so. I believe you will because you're going to learn how to prioritize. But it, but it may not be right away. It may I mean, not be right the away. The truth is good things happen for those who wait. I know it's an old cliche, uh, but that is the truth. Wait. And one of the Dave Ramsey things that I've I, I've always appreciated, and we went through the 12-week class. I mean, it was a long, long, long deal. Um, you know, three months of Dave Ramsey. But... Um, one of the things that he talks about a lot that is a principle, not so much as a practice, like a, it, a principle that leads to practices is that you're, you're, you have to be okay with saying no to things for at least a little while. You have to be willing to, to say, no, I cannot do this right now because I have to be balanced first. Right. Um, and then as your wealth grows, then you can start doing more things. It's like, you know, the people who say, I don't have enough money for, for gas or I don't have enough money for tithe, but yet you eat out all the time. There, something's got to What get. they say is they say, don't judge me. <laughs> well, that's true. But, I mean, I've been there. Look, look, I, I struggle with that even today. Like, I love to eat out because, number one, I'm lazy and I don't like to make food. But number two... It's just easy, right? You know, you go to the McDonald's, you go, first of all, it's the most unhealthy way to eat for Mm -hmm. sure. But number two, it's, it's easy and, and it's just, it's the easy way of doing it. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to shop all of those things. The problem is it's more expensive and it'll eat up your finances like that. And so you have to create balance. So like if your kid's got a, wants to play a sport, that's great but maybe the finances just aren't there for you to buy all that equipment. So then maybe you have to see, okay, can someone help me with that? Can maybe, can I get some used equipment or borrow some equipment for my kid, at least for the time being? Well, my kid needs new ones. Do do they, do they really need new cleats? So, so the idea of, of having the priority in the budget is, is really about the word priority. Um, so 
so you do need to make a budget. And people will ask, uh, they'll ask uh, sometimes, well, when and how do I get um, out of debt? Should I stop, um, you know, investing in order to pay debt? Should I stop, um, you know, some of the things that I, I like to put money into? Should I sell things off? Um, listen, if you've got the snowball of debt that's going, you have that's why you have to prioritize because you have to figure out where your hole is, where's all your cash going. Um, and, yes, there might be a time where you don't invest, uh, that you don't do retirement, that you don't do uh, whatever it is that you're investing money in until you're out of debt. You know, your number one thing is to get out of debt. Um, you certainly don't want to retire with debt. You don't want to retire with debt, but but you wanna you wanna make sure that you have you have the priority system in place with your money, um, and it, and it is training. It is being able to say, yeah, no, not right now. I mean, I have a son that is just he's learning this when it comes to um, takis and ice cream. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> so when the fuel prices go up, the ice cream goes down, right? And yeah, I we don't, don't have any in our house. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I wanted I mean, to go the other day to get some, by the way. I just didn't have the money eat, for it. When we eat ice cream in our house, it's like a, it's like it's like the big bowl of ice cream. <laughs> yep. and, and now we're down to the the little like dipping sauce bowl. Like, that is now <laughs> the bowl of If you want ice cream in our family, it's now the dipping sauce bowl uh, because we still want the ice cream. And the priority is we still want the ice cream, but not that not, much ice not cream. Not as a meal, right? <laughs> as- and uh, so he's just he's just having a fit. I will never forget him with the Caesar salad when he was at the church. The, oh, the whole a bowl? Few, a few weeks ago. It was like this big, his, right before the inflation thing started to spiral out of control. His favorite. Yeah. He, he was here working or whatever, and he had this bowl. I mean, it was literally like this big, big all round bowl with Caesar salad. Just ginormous yeah. bowl yeah. of salad. So It was hilarious to so me. So you do have to have the priority in, in that and then follow follow your, your priority. Um and the other thing that I think that when it comes to our 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 money is there is the difference between like and we're going to talk in the Christian world um debt is real in the church and debt is real out of the church um but we handle it so so different it's it's like the church has debt um but yet we don't want to pay off the debt well when we've heard it even in our own church here like the, we can afford the debt. We can afford to pay the, the the monthly mortgage payment. So why pay it off? Why do a capital campaign to pay it off? And I, I mean that's a valid question, um, sure, certainly. But the other side is just as valid. Well, if we have the ability to pay it off, why wouldn't we pay it off so that right. we have that X number of dollars every month to now spend on ministry or right. or to build a new build a new part of the building if we right. needed another piece of the building you know i mean there's there's all kinds of things you could do with that <laughs> yeah x so, number of dollars so so one thing that i see where people when they spend their money uh, when it comes to just finances um they will go and 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 they i mean us people right we don't think anything about spending money um on just life things we we, we do that um but when it comes to giving money to other people, like in compassion stuff, uh, we think about that, and we and we give. Um, and like our church, our church gives phenomenal when it comes to other people. Um, you know what we raise one hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars for freshwater wells. Yep. Um, 
backpacks, you know, of love. Somebody else in our community is doing that now too. The Wells, by the way. Oh, they are. Same place. I don't know if it's the same place, oh, but cool. I, I saw I saw a project for clean water wells. I was like, yes. Well, they didn't read about ours in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, did not mean to throw the EO under the bus on that one, but um, <laughs> I didn't mean to name drop them either. But yes, I did. Um, so, like, are they going to watch this? I don't. EO, know. we're looking at you. Hermiston yes. Herald, we're looking at you too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, where was I going with that? Um, oh, c- compassion and giving. You know, when people give to the church sometimes they feel like that they're really they really are investing in people because we help with medical bills with people we help with mortgage with people we help with fuel and food and doc you know i mean what we help all kinds of stuff outside of sunday morning it we have a very long list of of how we help help people um but we can't do that without our people being compassionate as matthew 6 talks about give to the needy give to the poor you know all that don't store it all up for yourself but when it comes to just living life um, we will go and spend buco bucks and have a steak barbecue dinner with all of our friends and, you know, bust out the, the, the kegs and do all of that lifestyle. But when it comes to the church and having a potluck, no, I, I can't bring anything for potluck. Can't do it. Can't do it. So right. all, almost all the time though, it's not a fine that that's particularly not a financial question usually it's a i don't because this doesn't this this is not just about finance it's about time too how we budget our time they don't give their fresh fruits of time to the church either and so i don't have time to make something for the wait a minute yeah you're telling me you can't find 30 minutes to an hour to make something to bring with you on sunday come on yeah but but going to the steak cookout deal when we want to do something here and you oh sure and we ask people hey you know for steaks or for lamb kind of thing nope can't do it but yet the very next day sure you know that they, they, they're doing it so there is the selfishness part that is it's, always it's the priority it's the priority problem in in the priorities of our of our finances so i think today for my challenge for you that are watching is is just asking what are my priorities because your priorities will take care of your debt your priorities will take care of your emergency fund um you know, if you're still investing and you're still, you know, garage selling and you're still like taking loans out to buy ATVs or fishing trips or you're buying more real estate and you can't pay for what you already have. Listen, there, there's things you don't take a loan for. You don't take a loan to go buy a boat. You don't take a loan to go buy an ATV. Uh, you, you don't take a loan out to the, buy anything toys, recreational right? or toys. Own, own it before you do it. Like I love my kids and how they are are. I, I think our kids, for our family, is being responsible with their money um, to have the cash before they buy a car. Right? I, I have to tell you, is it, so the last two vehicles I bought, uh, the the last well, the last vehicle I bought, I bought cash and straight up, and it was one of the greatest feelings I've had as an adult. It's huge to be able to say, "Here's the X number of dollars for this vehicle. I get to drive away, and it's mine. Like yep. nobody else owns it." No, there's no paying a bill every month till till I get it. This is my vehicle. Um, when I remember paying off the car before that, the blue one <laughs> that I'm trying now to sell. Um, when I paid off that car, that was a great feeling that that debt was no longer weighing over the top of my head anymore. Not that it was a big debt to begin with, but um, yeah, I got a kind of sweetheart deal on it. But that's besides the point. Um, when you are budgeting and prioritizing your finances properly. You, if if nothing else, you get the blessing of knowing 
<sighs> like you just breathe. Like, right. like I don't, I don't pers- personally, I'm not pursuing wealth to be rich or to be, to be, to, to have access. Let's say, I just want to be able to breathe and not have finances weighing over my head. And I would think that most of us probably are in that zone. Like we just want to be able to breathe when it comes to money to not mm-hmm. have to worry um, because the same passage, like right after what you just talked about in scripture in Matthew, Jesus talks about not worrying. Like mm-hmm. he's going to take care of you. Like you have no reason to worry. Yeah. Same Tom- chapter, Matthew six. Tomorrow has enough worries for itself. Worry about today, you know, um, your finances, whether it's your personal finances or the finances you give to the church, are of supreme importance. And just like you handle your personal finances, the church handles those finances the same way. We wrestle, we struggle with how we how we spend those dollars because we want to be good stewards of, of those resources that you have given to us to, to manage. I mean, that's, that's important for us as a leadership. And so, you know, when we go buy a projector, as we talked about at the beginning, we, we bring that to our church board. We, we, we wrestle with that to make sure it's the right decision and the right way to spend those dollars. Yeah, but there's the process that goes through. Um, it, it goes through the priority process. And, you know, we have, we have our emergency fund. We have, you know, the only debt we have is the real estate debt. Um, we don't hire staff that we can't afford. We don't do programs we can't handle. In the months where we're in the red instead of the black, we don't spend. I mean, it's we're we're done. We have to, you know, go on the waiting uh, thing, and that kind of that, that's hard. That's yeah. hard for us when right? we because we've had a spending freeze since I've been here, and it's 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 difficult when you're like, <sighs> yeah, well, it has something been a spending else. freeze. We have not. Well, you, well, I don't think you've had a ministry where you've ever. I've been through well, spending freeze. No, we had a spending freeze when I. Uh, that's a whole anyway, other story. But so, but yeah, it can be hard when you have to pause things and say, "I'm not spending this money." So, so here's where, if you're looking at your life and you're like, "I just cannot see past my finances. I got so much going on," uh, we want to help you with that. So today's t- today's podcast is not about giving you all the answers and all the solutions and all the tools. More than just saying we're here to help, um, yep. and. Uh, but I'm gonna. We're gonna help you starting with the priority of of tithing because that's where the blessing starts. Again, first um, fruits. You you do that, and you're gonna see amazing thing. You're gonna see amazing things happen. Um, people that that I mean, Scripture says, "Test me in this." You know, the Lord says, "Test me in this." Test him. Do it, and you will see the the blessing. And it's always funny when people come back to me. You know, months after they've been tithing and, and learning how to do this, they'll come back and. And I'll, and I'll say, so, you see any blessings? Uh, well, you know, Pastor, not not really yet. Oh, okay. Um, you guys went on a on a vacation? And, yeah, it's like, oh, how long has it been since you had a vacation? Oh, it's been years. Oh, but you had money to do it? Yeah. Blessing. There's your blessing. Right? Um, hey, you, uh, <laughs> this, this this one was just hilarious because they're like, in, they're, they're in the coffee house with me. Um, they invited me to coffee and we're sitting there and we're drinking coffee. We have never, I've never done this with this, with these, this family. And, uh, I mean, the kids are there and they're drinking their fraps. I mean, they, they dropped some coin, right. To, to have coffee. And, uh, we're talking blessings. And they're like, yeah, no, not really. It's like in my pre conversation with them, like in our very first meeting, um, one of their desires was, is to be able to take the kids to a coffee house. 
because all their friends and their families do it except for they didn't have any money. We're sitting there. They just spent a hundred bucks, right? I mean, insane amount of coin. And, uh, and uh, I just laughed. I was like, seriously, look where you're at. Remember that conversation we had three months ago? Look, look what you're doing right now. And you paid cash and your bills are paid. Yeah, but we didn't get to buy the new car. <laughs> like, it's coming. Okay, it's so, coming. So. so we haven't asked the the number one question that people always have when it comes to finances, particularly when it comes to tithe. So with five minutes to go, I've got to ask this question. Do you tithe off of your gross or your net? <laughs> yeah, it's always the question. So, okay, this is where scripture doesn't tell you that. Um, I, I think when you get in there and you pray about it, you're going to, you're going to know what to give. Um, can I, can I give the easy answer? Okay, go ahead. Okay. So if you tithe off your gross, great. When you get your tax return at the end of the day, you've already tithed on that money. What you get back is your money. Well, that's an, that's an illustration. That's okay. a good example. So if you don't, then when tax time comes, if you're ta- doing off your net, if you get a tax return back and you've only tithed off of your net ever, all year long, when you get your tax return, you need to tithe on that tax return. If you get $3,000 back, 300 better be going to the church. That's that's the biblical principle there right. when it comes to your taxes. Pretty simple. So if you're if you've got debt, if you've got finances that you're just like, man, I don't know what to do. Um, we have people in our church that are willing to talk with you, help you. Yep. Um, but just know that when you come, uh, you're coming to a, a biblical institution that thinks that it's the best institution on the planet. And we love Jesus. We serve Jesus. We pay tithe on your tithe. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of our church money right off the top goes to missionaries, goes to help our missions around the globe, goes to our, our um, um, local district, local, local stuff. But, uh, but it goes to actual mission areas um, that, we, that we help. A lot of the money goes to local here. Uh, we help uh, with some of the community agencies that that you know rely on support. So we're living by example for you uh, because those are top of our priority, right? Do they get all of our money? No, absolutely not. But we give an insane amount of money away to people uh, during the year, and we can't do that if it's not for you. Same way with our own families. You cannot be. Um, looking at your spiritual life going like, man, I am so bought out to Jesus. And this is a whole, because this is scripture and you can't just take this part of scripture away and, and, and throw it away and not pay any attention to it. Um, this is part of it. This is part of, of living, uh, living the gospel. Um, so, so we want to help you with that. Now, is there, are we charging you for that? No, we're not charging you for that. We just want you to call, just call and, uh, and we'll, we'll help you, um, lay out a budget um married like newly married people you know in, in marriage counseling and stuff we go over a budget which seems really ridiculous to do right because they have like when you get first married you, you don't have anything you don't even know what a budget is um but that's the principle of it right yeah, a lot of a lot of married couples have a hard time figuring out whose money is it you're right so so we talk about we we talk about budgeting because it's the principle of it um, so when, when my, when my oldest son, um, he just got married, um, in December, uh, they're going through a, a class and they're following, um, you know, some help and some mentoring when it comes to the area of budgeting, um, as a, as a young couple. And I'm like, man, that's that there's wisdom in there. Did daddy tell him that? And no, I didn't tell him that. I didn't even know they were doing it. But when he said that that's what they're doing, I was like, I should have done that when we first got married. But, um, 
but it is one of those things where we want to help you because the snowball and the debt can go away. It really can, but it's going to be hard. It's going to take work. Um, there's some Discipline. principles that you got to put in there and you got to follow through with it, but it can be done. So I want to close you with, with this verse. It's out of Matthew it says, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. Um, where moth and varmint can destroy it, right? Thieves are going to break in and steal it, okay? The scripture goes on. It, it says, store up the things that are really important, right? Store up the things that are really important. And it goes in, it, and it's talking about this, the stuff that, of God that's really important. Because when you honor God with your life and your finances, your financial world will turn upside down and uh, it'll write itself. Um, so if you're, if, look at it this way: if you're already upside down and you turn it upside down, you're up, you're you're going you're going right. And and that's that's writing the ship. Um, that's that's saying, hey, um, I am reprioritizing this. And do you still have to worry about things? No, you don't worry about things. Scripture says, oops, Scripture says that that God's going to take care of that. So uh, if you don't believe it, test it. Um, put it to the test. And you might think, well, man, 10%, how, how do I even start with that? Listen, I, I get it. If you're not doing it, you've already got your budget. You've got the things that you do. Lifestyle might change a little bit, but you just, you, you jump in and you, and you do it. Um, there are some things that you might have to cut back on like ice cream. But. I'll, I'll leave you with this. This is a very simple principle to live by. It's something that's helped me. Don't spend money you don't have. Don't get the credit card maxed out. <laughs> yep. D don't don't do that. Um, Credit cards aren't bad. They uh, they they can cause a lot of havoc though. So be careful uh, with any credit and just just be wise. And if you need help, get help. Don't don't try and do it alone if you can't do it. So hey, that's our show for today. We appreciate you for tuning in. Hope this has been helpful. Hopefully this is something that uh, has challenged you a bit. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week on the Morning Burrito Podcast. <laughs>